Welcome, sports fans. You have entered the man cave of the one and only Fan Man, broadcasting from his lazy boy recliner somewhere in the Vale of Paradise known as Valparaiso, Indiana. Hey, sports fans, welcome to the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. Let's talk tonight about one of my favorite things in the world, Stratomatic Baseball, and I'm so excited for the show to talk Stratomatic Baseball. My guest is a guy and his son who play Stratomatic quite a bit, quite a bit. Mike, how you doing, Mike? I'm great. How are you? Mike DiGenova. DiGenova, right? DiGenova. Man, okay, I got it. And his son, Buddy DiGenova. How how you doing, buddy? Great, sir. Great. Awesome. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Stratomatic, and then we're going to go through. Mike's going to talk about his experiences playing Stratomatic, how he got involved in the game, and so forth, and maybe some of his best memories playing Stratomatic. And uh, also, we'll do the same with Buddy. But before I do that, for people out there who have never played Stratomatic Baseball, now there's many games. There's Stratomatic Hockey, which I've played, which I like playing. Stratomatic Basketball that I played. Stratomatic Football and Stratomatic Baseball. But Stratomatic Baseball is is really fantastic. Stratomatic is a game company based in Glenhead, New York, that develops and publishes sports simulation games. It produces... Tabletop baseball, American football, basketball, ice hockey simulations, as well as personal computer adaptions of each, but it is primarily known for its uh, baseball game. In, Strata- in the Stratomatic game, each athlete is represented by a player card on which are printed on various ratings and result tables for dice rolls. A player who may play, you can play it solitaire or against another player. But you're in charge when you play it either way, you're in charge of making strategic personnel decisions for his or her team while determining the results of his or her decisions by cross-referencing dice rolls with a system of printed charts and tables. The results on the player cards are determined by a combination of respective athlete uh, athletes' real-life statistics for the previous year. And, uh, and in most cases, it's just like baseball. You know, with independent research of news articles and scouting reports. So um, there's so much time they, they put into it, Stratomatic, and coming up with the game cards. Stratomatic games offer a basic, advanced, and super advanced version. The more advanced versions give more strategic options to players while taking into account additional nuances of an athlete's abilities. A difference in hitting versus left-handed pitcher, a right-handed pitcher, how they run, how they steal bases what kind of arm they have in the outfield, all different things are going on with it to make it so realistic. The computer adaptations essentially rely on the same algorithms as the tabletop games, but they have additional advantages of faster play and statistics compilation. So there's just a quick overview of Stratomatic. It sounds a little complicated, but really it's it's a pretty easy game, at least the basic version and then parts of the advanced version. It's always good to start out maybe playing a few games through the basic version to get yourself acclimated with everything and then move over to the advanced and the super advanced. But again, I'm so excited to talk about Stratomatic, um, Stratomatic Baseball. And Mike, um, yes. just great having you on. I know you're a big fan. You, you're a big fan of it, aren't you? Yeah, we, I, I love Stratomatic Baseball. I mean, I love baseball generally. Right. Um, you grew up in the game. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, uh, 49 years old, so I, I lived through the glory days of the Phillies. You know, through those teams in the late 70s, 1980. Right. When I was nine. I, I, I lived and died with that team. Um, 1993 for the right. Phillies was a fantastic year. So, oh, yeah. And, and 2008, I mean, I was there. So, right. I love baseball. You know, obviously, like, love the Yankees. The, the Angels were one of my favorite teams. And, and I've had some favorite players over the years. But it's been, baseball's been great. Right. And it's funny you mentioned the Philadelphia Phillies teams of, of, I'll just say 1980, for instance. And I always tell a lot of people that I believe that that 1980 Phillies team was one of the best teams that was ever assembled. And people, when I say that to people, they kind of look at me like, are you crazy? I said, no, look at, go around that, go around the lineup, go around the infield, the outfield of that team. And then you got lefty on the mound, right? And I mean, look at how many Hall of Famers you have there or near Hall of Famers. Right. You know, like Schmidt, Carlton. I mean, Rose is by all accounts a, right. a deserving Hall of Famer. Um, and Boa is not far. 
No, what a great fielder he was. Yeah. But you had Gary Maddox right out there in center field. As Secretary of Defense. Right. You know? Great, great range out there in center field. So it was a great baseball team. And one of my favorite guys, since I'm a Mets fan, I believe Tug McGraw was in the bullpen, wasn't he? He was. Yep. The yep. Tugger, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That was a great. That was a great team. And then you. And then also you mentioned was the Kurt Schilling teams. Yeah, the '93 team. Dykstra. Was a, was, a, was a great, fantastic team with a lot of great characters. Yeah, Dykstra was. We, we got him from the Mets from you, so thank you very much. <laughs> um, and uh, you know that was a, that was a really fun team to watch all year long. They were a scrappy bunch. Really, uh, really great ball players played baseball the right way. They all played it hard, right? Uh, and they played it hungry. You know, I don't know that you see a lot of ball players play hungry anymore, but they certainly did. I mean, there have been other great teams around as well, uh, but that Phillies team was was you know, and it was it was one in, a, in an era of bad teams. <laughs> so we, we we definitely valued it highly because it was surrounded by a lot of bad baseball uh, in Philadelphia. But you know that happens too. Right, that that definitely does happen in Philadelphia. But uh, just um, always, uh, always great, always great to watch uh, those teams back then. So, so how long? How you you followed baseball since you've been a little kid, right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely since I was like seven, eight years old, absolutely. And and it was my mother who got me into baseball. Really, she was she was the baseball fan in the house. My dad was a football fan, really. Okay. And my mother was she was a uh, a Yankees fan. Uh-oh. She was a Phillies fan, but also a, really a Yankees fan. And so she really. She always had the TV on because we had the cable channel with the New York teams out there. So she loved Reggie Jackson and Bucky Dent. And right. All those guys in the great, you know, 70s and 80s uh, Yankees teams. And then later on, Winfield and Mattingly. Right. I remember constantly being on. So it was it was just the music of summer. You know, right. baseball was the, sort of the rhythms of, of life. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's and it's always been, it's, you know, it's always been a great distraction for me i play a little bit but I, you know i was i was very good <laughs> but i enjoyed it I enjoyed yeah it I yeah the game and now i you know now i coach i coach my kids and, and oh it's, that's uh, awesome it's fun too. Yeah. that is awesome so so i have to ask you this because this is this is what happened in my household um now were you a phillies fan because someone in your family your mother was a yankees fan is that why you wanted to be, no, you wanted I was, to... uh, you know, we were, we, she was, she was a Phillies fan for the National League, okay, but she, okay. she was able to segregate her sympathies by league very well. Um, and my grandparents were, were Phillies fans, I and mean, we grew up in South Jersey, which is right across the bridge from Philadelphia, so it was sort yep. of, everybody sort of had to be a Phillies fan. Right. But she, she was able to say, you know, for, when the American League, and back then they didn't have any inter- interleague. Right. So back then, you know, she, she could root for the Yankees, so she yep. did. So I grew up in a town called Cranford, New Jersey, which is sort of central, but it's a little north, northern New Jersey. And right, every divided loyalty land up there. Yeah. So everybody out there, when it comes to baseball, well, of course, there's more Yankees fans than Mets fans. I was a Mets fan, so I took it on the chin quite a bit. But like with all sports, you know, the yes. Giants and the Jets, with the Knicks and the Nets. And it was right. always funny when I used to travel down to South Jersey, either like Cape May or Wildwood down there. And I start to see all the Philly stuff, and I start to see all the right. Eagles stuff, and then I realize as a kid, I'm like, wow, the whole state of New Jersey isn't like you know New York sports fans. So no, was, well, right. I bet for you from Cranford, you probably came down to the vet to catch the the I did. Vet game because they were easier than going to Shea. It, it they were they were easier going to Shea, and uh, I have a great story uh, at, at the vet. I was I was at the vet, and I was uh, it was the Phillies and the Miami Marlins. And uh, Al Leiter came over, and I, we, we, me and my friend were talking to Al Leiter. He was a pitcher at the time for the Marlins, and we had about a 30-minute conversation with Al Leiter before the game. Great. Because he was from New Jersey. What? You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. So so we had a nice conversation about New Jersey and everything else, and he's a great guy, and I'm so glad to see his kid. His, yeah. ki- his kid might be the number one pick in the uh, amateur draft. Yeah, that's great. I, I wish good fortune for him. I mean, he, Al Leiter was a great ball player too. I mean, just a pleasure to watch. Right, and pretty good announcer, but right as well. So yeah, 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 no, I like hearing him too. Yeah, well, I, I'm getting a sense, Mike, that me and you could probably talk baseball for like yeah, three for days, hours, right? For three days, but the purpose, at least couple, for t- turnpike boys. Yeah, the purpose for t- tonight's show or today's show, tonight's show, whenever you whenever you listen to this, um, we're gonna we're it's about Stratomatic, so. I want to ask you, when did you start playing Stratomatic baseball? How did you find out about Stratomatic? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Was so, it in a magazine, I, or how did you no, find no, out? No, no, I had the great fortune to grow up next to a house with five boys. Okay. And not my house, but the neighbors had like five boys, and they were older than me. A lot of them were older than me, and they had all kinds of great games and stuff that I didn't know anything about, the the Shaney family. But so they had one of 
boys, Robert, played Stratomatic. And so I was friendly with his younger brother, who was my age, Billy. And so, you know, older brothers, younger brothers always want to do what their older right. brothers are doing. So Billy would, would, you know, he would grab his brother's Strat stuff when he wasn't looking, and we would try to play a game. We usually played it badly because we didn't know what we were doing. But <laughs> then Robert would come and say, what are you doing with our stuff? And then he eventually relented and taught us how to play the game. Right. And we must have been like no more than nine or ten. So what season, do you remember the season this was? Oh, I got to say 1981 probably because okay. he was okay. playing 1980. Okay. Now the cards come out the year later. So right. he had the 1980 season. So we're probably like nine or ten years old. And Robert was maybe, you know, 13 or 14. Um, so he, he eventually, you know, schooled us on how to play the game. And we started with basic. And, you know, we always wanted to do the Phillies, right? And or, Right. You know, the, the Astros because they were a good team back then. Yeah, too, they were. The Dodgers. Right, and that was so right around the split season. Yeah, and then the uh, players and strike. Right, so so and it was uh, that was the strike season eighty one. Yeah, so yeah. there was a lot of dead time in the middle of the year. Right, right. Where you couldn't watch baseball, so you got baseball through your strat fix. Right, so you guys were just like kind of just playing games on the cuff then, or or did you guys start like some type of league together? Or no, we tournament? would just do pickup games, like you know, grab a couple of teams and roll them. Right. Um, and so we did that for, for, you know, a couple of months. And then, then Robert, well, but then we did a draft league and Robert got us in, you know, let us do a draft league where we just like took all the 80 ball players and used to pick a team. And so four of us had a team. Oh, that's you fun. Know, just, just drafted a different, you know, team. So we played that for a while. And then it was a couple of years later, I was able to, you know, the, the teams were expensive. I remember. Right. They were. As a little kid, they were expensive. I mean, it's not expensive. Right. Dude. But it was about, I remember back then, it must have been about $35 to buy the entire game with all the teams. Right. And, I, and I'm like, $35? That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of money, you know, right. I'm 12 years old. I'm like, right. up $35. So, but eventually, you know, I, I think I had, 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 you know, gotten enough pocket money or from doing odd jobs for my family or for my, around my house. So we, we eventually got a season. And I think I went in with another friend of mine and we split it. So I got the okay. American League and he got the National League. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so we split it up that way. Right. And I played. Did you copy the charts? One. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we, you know, run the <laughs> charts on the, you know, copy early. Like right. That, take it to work and copy it for yep. us. Yeah. So, so we busted a copyright. Sorry, Strat. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, so we would do that. And I remember, I remember the 1984 team in particular. So I guess it was 85, 86. Uh, by this time, I'm a teenager, and I'm playing with another friend. And I'm doing the American League. Like, every free minute, I'm doing, you know, Oakland. or That was the Tigers year. I remember the Tigers were really, really Oh, good yeah, in 84, year. yeah. Fantastic team in 84. Right. And uh, playing that, just rolling a lot of games with that. And, and he did the National League. Like, we would, we would like, roll games, like, on our own by ourselves solo for a week and then compare what we were doing. And he would tell me who was going on in the National League. And then we'd get together maybe once or twice a week and, and roll some games together. Yeah. Were you keeping um, stats of all these games too? Were you keeping you know, the scorecard? I have to say, I tried. <laughs> I yeah, did, I did yeah. a good effort. I got probably about forty to fifty games through the season, and you know, doing a rolling a whole season, even a, even a league, is a really daunting task. Right, so right. I probably did about fifty games in the season, and I just like you know collapsed. Right, it, <laughs> but, it's tough. But somewhere in my archives, there's a fifty game nineteen eighty four American League season somewhere. I remember <laughs> I think Purple Island was going to win my Cy Young that year. Wow, that, that's great. Yeah, so uh, it, it is very difficult to keep stats. But one thing I, I noticed too, though, when you when you play Stratomatic, if you try to keep score, you're actually learning a skill on how to how to keep score of a baseball game, and it's yeah. kind of a lost art, isn't it? Now for for young people, keeping score yeah, of a baseball it, game. Yeah, almost no one like learns how to do it. So that that is a skill to do, and and you know understanding where to write the fielder's choice and how to write the assist and. You know uh, what to do with the uh, uh, with a stolen base, and what to do where to put the error, and how to figure out what an earned run is versus an unearned run. Right. Really so, so, and but back in those days, I mean, I just did the basic game. I didn't like the advanced game was I don't know it was over my head, or I didn't it was like I never got to the advanced game until I got older. Right. Uh, but that was, and and you know the complexity with the advanced game is now you have the left right split. Yeah. So you're looking at the left handed pitcher, left handed pitching matchups. You're looking for um, you get a little bit more uh, granularity in the defense. Right. So now, now we're looking for range and also ball handling ability as opposed to just a, a one size fits all defensive right. metric. So you got more uh, more granularity in the game, and it's it's, it's a richer game uh, with the advance. Now it is it's a little bit more time because I mean, what the great thing about strap was you can do a game 
from beginning to end in about 30, 35 minutes. Right. You know? So, right. You know, you don't need like hours and hours to do a game. No, you don't. Um, no, no, you don't. Really one of the joys. Of that is one of the joys. And, and, and I wanted to ask you this question too. Did you feel like when you started playing Stratomatic in the, in the early eighties and, and throughout the time you've been playing Stratomatic, it doesn't it make you a, a more knowledgeable baseball fan. Right, because well, now, because at least when you were young, right, you nip, you know, it was difficult to really see all these guys play. Um, but maybe in eighty, you know, right. ESPN started in seventy nine. So a lot of times, at least I'm a little older than you, so I didn't see a lot of these guys. But then I knew, hey, this guy has a good arm because he's a minus two in the outfield. Right. So, right. You'll, so exactly. you, this guy, this guy's a, plus, a one infielder, is an infielder one. So that's that must be really good, like Ozzy Smith. Like, right. You'd see him if you roll through town, but you wouldn't really get the. We didn't get KMOX, you wouldn't get that see him all the time right um guys like that um and i remember you get a lot of it from this week in baseball i remember watching oh that. yeah with mel allen yeah. yeah that was a great show it was right? a great show yeah. yeah um but yeah what even now i'll watch a game and i'll say to my son oh that's a ground ball b <laughs> right that's <laughs> right. a ground ball c that's right that is somebody rolled a ground ball c that's why the run scored you know or you know or he's got an e4 club which we look yeah. at the builder and we try to guess how is Strack going to rate him next year? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's so, a big thing. I know people. I mean, the goo, the uh, some of the real Stratomatic nerds, they're like they wait for the cards to come out, right? And they start arguing about you know, did Stratomatic rate a guy a certain way? Yeah, I remember there was a story uh, several years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, where Doug Glanville yes. appealed directly to uh, the the head of Stratomatic about his center fielder two rating. <laughs> and he may have got it overturned on subsequent editions. I don't know. Yeah. He's very upset about that. Yeah. But and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but it's just going through my mind and I don't want to lose this thought. But what a great what a great thing in this, you know, to share with your son, huh? Yeah, no, it's it, I mean it, 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 when when they got to be about seven, eight years old and then watching baseball with me. You know, I, I got the game so that they could, you know, uh, enjoy the you know, we, I mean they like the game. They're smart kids, so we do all right. the games as well. And I thought this would be a, a good way to get them into baseball. And, and, and it's really math, right? It's all sure. probability and figuring out the averages. And, you know, it's, you know, the cards now give you your on-base percentage. So you try to, you know, build your lineups that way and, you know, get your men on base, get them over and get them in. So, you know, really all gaming, all good gaming is math. And strat, Stratomatic certainly right. has a lot of math. And, right. You know, with, the, with the die roll probabilities. It's basically a bell curve, right? Is the, That's right. The, That's right. That's right. And so it's, it's a good educational tool, and it's, it's just some, just a, a lot of fun to do with them. It is. It is a lot of fun. It's a great way to bond with your kids too. I mean, so much, so much. You know, kids nowadays talk about playing video games by themselves or with a buddy, yeah. sitting in a room all day. But this is because right. there's a lot of interactive with each other when you're playing Stratomatic because you're managing well, against the other person. Yep. And especially during the pandemic here, when oh we yeah, didn't have a lot of opportunities to go out and you know there were no no play dates with kids or no somebody else's house right. you know, there was some you know there's some some uh, video games that get done but this gets them away from video games face to face look at the cards and when you when you're starting a new series and my son and i'll do you know five game we'll just pick a couple of teams and do a five game series um then you know you got to put a, it's a puzzle you have to put it together like Who's my shortstop? That's who's right. My center fielder. Who's my left-handed bat guy off the bench? You know, is there somebody there who's a platoon guy? You know, because you play if you play a five-game series, you pretty much got to use everybody. That's um, right. And that, that's what we'll do. So it's it's a puzzle put together. Yeah. Puzzle and try to find, you know, how you take this certain set of you know tools, players, yeah. and get the most out of them. Right. And if you and if you play an extended season, let's say you play a whole season. Then you have to manage for the whole season. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys sitting out. Yeah. So you'll learn some skills there about how to manage. There's some managing skills you learn. There's some yeah. HR skills in there, too. It's how, to, how to pick the least worst option, right? The right. least bad option. Right. Some, sometimes there's just bad options all over the place. Where right. It's like, you know, do I put a, a, a four who hits 220 uh, but can run? Or do I yep. put a four who hits 260 and can't run? You know right. I mean? who, right. Who, who, who goes in there, right? Yep. So you started playing Stratomatic in the, uh, we said what, in the 80s, right? You started? In the 80s, yeah. Right. Yeah, now, so now we're both, we both have the same occupation, except you went to better schools than I did, I think. Because I hate <laughs> to say it, I cheated a little bit and looked you up a little bit. So you went to some pretty Uh-oh. good schools. I had I had uh, a close friend of mine went to Drew University. 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so, I mean, it's a good school. But anyway, where I'm going with this is that with myself, I mean, there was years where I just didn't have enough time to play stratomatic yeah. baseball. So did you have yeah. to did you have to step away from it? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I played a little bit in college. There were a couple of guys, Mets fans, who, who had who, who rolled some games, and they would, you know, we would play some, like, just on mm-hmm. a pickup basis in college. But honestly, once I got to law school, you know, it's, yeah. law school's a grind. Right. You know, and you really got to be focused. And in the first couple of years when you're practice you know you're just trying to keep your head above water right uh so there wasn't a lot of time and honestly i probably took about two decades off from the game yeah yeah um, and really only came back to it you know when my kids you know got old enough to to be able to sit and watch a game with me and, and try to figure out what the strategy of the game was and, and i thought and they you know we did other games and they were interested in games and math and probability and so i thought this might be a good game to do i mean we've done war games and you know, traditional euro games but this is another type of game that that you can do that i thought would you know they both love baseball i have a daughter too she she has played strat but probably has not taken to it as much as my son has right for whatever reason but but she, she loves baseball too so mm-hmm. it's not that she doesn't like baseball but it's something to share with him and well, sure. i thought it'd be a good thing to do together with him yeah uh, you know and i didn't want to get the computer version because we already have enough screen time screens are great yeah you know i want to have one little corner where we could just go face to face and and i can try to you know take the 2008 pirates and beat the 2008 padres <laughs> yep yeah, the one thing about the computer game, uh, the the good thing about the computer game is it does all the stats for you. That's the best part of it. Yeah, no, that's that that is that is a huge plus. I will say right. that. The, um, I rather play the board game in terms of playing the actual game. I much prefer the board game. And and what I do sometimes because I have the board game and I have the computer game, I follow the the computer game. And I know a lot of people do this. They follow it with the cards. Oh right. So I let the computer roll, and then when the when I see the roll on the computer, I look at the card. So I, I kind of have a hybrid on that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. You could absolutely do that, sure. Yeah, so that was that was one thing that was is good there. So, um, so when did you start playing Stratomatic then with with your with your kids? Oh, it's probably about three years ago. Okay, I would say maybe three four years awesome. ago. Um, so I guess when my son was eight or nine, and we started we started with the 2016 season because I, mm-hmm. I guess it was 2017. That was, that's what was commercially available. That was the most recent season, and we did basic. Uh, we, we started with, I wanted something that we could finish, uh, like a project that could be completed. Right. So we did the 2016 playoffs, which is a lot of games. Cause yeah. there's wild card and then there's oh, yeah. division series and then there's the championships. So that's a, it's a good run in. Now are you we doing advanced or basic when you're doing this? We started, we did basic. Okay. Um, so we did basic only and I, right. I can't remember who won. It wasn't the Cubs who won. It was the San Francisco. My son is reminding me that the Giants <laughs> won and even year again in 2016 that's right san francisco won um and so we did that and then we put it aside for a bit to some other things and then we come back to it and we did a a um a worst series like the oh. race for 32nd place right or 30th place <laughs> right we took the two worst teams and played them um because that, that, that that's his own challenge right that Taking is a really bad team and yeah team, how can you squeeze as much value out of it that's right. kind of fun too yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so we did that, and then we'll, then we just pick like random teams and try a five game series against them or a seven game series and see how they go. Uh, then we added what well, we went to two thousand eight, right? And I, and I got them because you know the Phillies won. Uh, so we got the two thousand eight series, and we did the same thing with um, the playoffs. And I think the Angels won. Okay. Like, it was the Angels? I think the Angels won in our replay, uh, <laughs> and we did. We've done nineteen eighty. We've done the eighty series, and I think. I know the Phillies didn't win an 80 either. Houston won. That's right. Houston won in our replay. But now, at some point, we moved over to the advanced. Okay. So now we are playing advanced. And we have to keep, you know, got to keep score. Uh, we're doing score sheets. So everybody's got, uh, we know what's going on. When we first started, we didn't do score sheets. We just, I just had a little pad and just like kept score of the game. Right. So I wasn't actually doing, you know, uh, that level of complexity when we first started. But now we are. And then I just we just recently got 1964 because I wanted to sort of move into a one of the older eras of baseball, right? right. Um, which I'd never you know I wasn't around then, but I've heard a lot about. And obviously, 64 has the year that could have been for the Phillies. It's like we're sort of like you know um, one of those uh, horrible years that we sort of like always remember about the Mets. You've had a couple of those. Oh yeah, one of those might have been years. More that, worse that years than better years. years. Yes. So I figured we would get that, and so we've been playing that recently now, and now we're going to try to go into a 
a more of a longer form project where we take, say, do a tournament style where we take maybe the top four teams of each league okay. and do like maybe a round robin 18 game season between the two of them. So that way you can That's have interesting. a little, yeah. bit, little bit of a statistical profile, get 18 games in. So you got to use your four starter, you got to use your reverb catcher and see who comes out at the top and then play a, a World Series between the two tops. Yeah. In that. Because you want you want something that that gives you um, first off you want a project you can do you know, yep. don't want to put up you can chew and then you want to do something that, that gives you a little bit of longitudinal um, viewpoint so you can see how the team plays over time because even a bad team can beat a good team once right, right. are they right. going to do it eighteen times I doubt it right that's right the one thing I I always liked about playing the old the old seasons like I had I think Stratomatic has this thing where you can get like some World Series teams from like nineteen the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties and nineteen forties. I used to play right. them, and I would always, you know, and when I was younger, I was playing all those things, and then I would start throwing these things out to people at a baseball game where I would just rattle off the Brooklyn Dodgers roster, right. and these people, and I would never tell them I played Stratomatic. So these yeah, people you know, thought I just, dad's like cold. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. thought I knew all this stuff, like you know. Well, yeah, and Strat has those Diamond Gem series. Uh, where yeah. You go from the 80s and get like all the best team from the 80s so even if say 1982 you can't get the whole year again you can still get the cardinals from right two in that right. series or and i think they have diamond gems gems in the 60s and 70s as well so even though the whole season may not be available yeah um, there's and i know there's a i know some of the seasons are available on a secondary marketplace right um, and there's a facebook page for that like a used seasons that yeah. uh, people people sell Buddy, I didn't forget about you, buddy. We're gonna we're we're gonna get to you in a second here. I'm having such a good time talking to your dad right now, but we'll get get with you, buddy. But uh, one thing is, it's just you know, there's just it's just such a great history lesson playing Stratomac, right? I mean, you can learn so much about the sport. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, my I mean, my son is in, you'll know, talk to him in a minute, but he's yeah, he, he loves the math. He's constantly like on baseball reference, like oh yeah, like you know what some old team did at some time or what the on base percentages was. I mean, so they're always looking at that. So it, it gives them a great history of the game. And you can, I mean, Stratomatic is a is a is a excellent simulation. So you'll see how the game has changed. Like in 1964, you know, the pitching is really good. Right. You're going to play close games. It's going to be three to four. Home runs are far and few between. Um, in the modern game, you know, you're just getting a lot of home runs. You're getting a lot of strikeouts. You're getting a lot of walks. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the game. You know, pitchers go deep into the game, and that's the biggest thing is the pitchers go deep oh, yeah. into the game right. way back when. And, oh, yeah. You know, relievers, you know, you don't, you just, the, the pitching staff, you only have like 10 or 11 pitchers. <laughs> like, nowadays, you got 14, 15 pitchers, right? So, right. so the, the, the number of options you have in, in pitching. So you can definitely track, you know, the, how the game has been different. And, you know, as, as, as we go further back in old seasons, we'll, I mean, we'll eventually get, get to the 50s and the 40s. But, you know, we want to do one at a time. And sort of explore it and then move on to the next one and when that gets old like move on to something else so yeah uh, and, and that's smorgasbord right and, and what it is like you can tell people hey this is how baseball was in the 70s but like what's great about stratomatic it becomes a timepiece because you can actually play that that right. pittsburgh you know i'll just throw out a year the lumber company let's say pittsburgh in 1971 right against the Reds in 71. And that's, you know, in, in your mind, you're thinking of the AstroTurf on those fields and stuff, but it's just the way you just, it's a time capsule. This is the way the game right. was played in 1971. You couldn't tell yeah. people how it was better than actually rolling a game. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bunting to get people over. Yeah. Uh, you know, Clemente's got a cannon out there in yeah. the right field. I, yeah. mean, just the, yeah. I mean, you look at his card, his other world, his statistics are like mind-blowing. <laughs> right. How good he was. Right, and I, with our modern metrics, he's still incredibly good. I mean, there's a lot of guys like that. Star yep. Joel, you know. I mean, I'm looking at Willie Mays in 1964, Hank Aaron. I mean, like, these guys are, like, yeah. you know, they can play in any era. And that, how about that crazy Barry Bonds card? The year he just walked and hit home runs. That's a crazy looking card. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, that's yeah. outrageous. Right. <laughs> I mean, he was. I mean, he was, he was supremely talented. I mean, I yeah. I'm not going to run down Barry Bonds, but he's the guy was incredibly talented. Whatever he did with his with his steroids, but, right? Uh, you know, he's just a world of talent. Mike, do you have one like stratomatic moment that you just never forget? I mean, everybody has one of those, right? At some yeah, game-winning home run by somebody who you never would have expected to hit a home run or something. It's it's fairly recent, actually. Um, <laughs> we we were doing just a. a 
a worst of 2008 Pittsburgh and San Diego series. And Paul Mahomes was my pitcher for the Pirates. Okay. He's, you know, he's a, a, a journeyman pitcher. Right, right. had a decent year that year, like 378 ERA. You know, not terrible. He pitches a no-hitter that day. Oh, my so, God. So wow. that's the only no-hitter I have ever <laughs> rolled in how many years I've been doing this. Yeah. And it's Paul Mahomes, you know, not uh, nowhere near a Cy Young. Quality yeah. pitcher, you know, not a bad card, but no one you're going to expect to roll, you know, a no-hitter. Now, he was going up against the Padres. That year, they weren't a great hitting team, but, you know, they're still a major league club. So, right. that was that was, that was was probably my most memorable moment. But Wow. So, you must have like, rolled, uh, did you I, did you notice if you rolled a lot on his card or the players or the hitters' cards? I, we were, Paul was missing. It was like dancing through, it was like walking through the rain, not getting hit. We uh-huh. were rolling on his card, and it just wasn't. It wasn't yeah. hit, and you know he had a lot of X balls, you know, which is where you check. The right, right. Those are always scary, and those are kind of scary sometimes right. because you never know who's going. Who's going right, to and if you, and if you get if you and if if the twenty sided die has a low number, then it's going to be a hit more or less or an error. Right, most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, but but he he was able to get through it. Um. So most most of it was on his card, and he's he will give up some hits. I mean, he's not. Uh, like I said, he's not Don Drysdale or Sandy right. Koufax, but he just that one day, you know. And yeah. in real life, you could have one guy one day has an otherworldly performance, and you know, Paul Mahomes. I got to tip my cap to his car. He had a great day that yeah. day. Yeah, I think it was the 1980 Oakland A's. I had Steve McCaddy pitch my first no hitter for the A's, and it was wow. another one of those things. Now, in that game with Mahomes, with not Mahomes, it's Mahomes, right? Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes. It's not the Mahomes. It's not Patrick Mahomes' dad. No, no. Right. I, it's Mahomes. I thought you yeah. might ask this, so I pulled out the score sheet from yeah. that game, and it was it Paul was Mahomes. a one nothing game. Right. So he needed the no hitter. Pittsburgh was one run on wow. a. Now in that game, did you do anything in particular to help him? Did you make any def- defensive yes. substitutions? Yes, I had I had uh, Mankiewicz at third base. It was a third base uh, three, e forty one. Which is you know kind of mediocre, and then I put in, well, I'm Pittsburgh, so I don't have a lot of options. So I put right. in Bautista, who is the third base three E22, who's marginally better, but yeah. not like oh my god, better. And then I put in, I did improve in right field. I put Niger Morgan in, who's right field two, as opposed to Nady, who is right field four. Right, so Xavier Nady. I did improve the defense yeah. for him because uh, he needed it. He needed <laughs> it. Well, was, you did him good. He needed it, yeah. So he, yep. gave, he did give up two walks. He was only two walks away from a perfect game, but yep. we won't hold that against him. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Okay, I'm here with your son, Buddy, now. Buddy, how you doing? I'm doing great, sir. You have it. You can call me Bill. How's that? All right, Bill. Thank you, though. Um, so you, no school now, huh? Summer started? Or summer started? Soon, but not yet. We still have two weeks more to go, I think. Oh, two more weeks. Okay. All right, so, but you're playing baseball, right? Yes, I am. All right. How's that going? It's going fine. I'm on a pretty good team. I'm not the star of the team. But, uh, yeah, it's a great great feeling to be playing baseball again after the winter. I bet it is. I bet, yeah, that must be great. So what do you what, do you pitch or do you, what position do you play? I like first base. I play first base a lot. I okay. play some outfield. Cool. Yeah. All right, awesome. Around. Awesome. And uh, is baseball your favorite sport? Yes, by far. It is. All right, cool. That's great. Because a lot of people, a lot of kids your age, they'll say football or, or basketball, right? Or no? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, a lot of kids, a lot of kids nowadays like soccer. Right. Because I can see the appeal. Like you can yeah. just take a ball, any type of ball outside and kick it around. Whereas baseball, you need the equipment. Right. Play the game right. Right, but how about like following a sport, like your friends? Do they fo- do they follow baseball more than the, the other sports, like professionally? I think, I think the premier professional sport to watch is football. Actually, there's not much of a soccer standing in America, but a lot of the kids they really watch football more than baseball. Right. Right. That's, that that's great, but you're uh, so you're a baseball fan. So what team are what team are uh, what team do you root for? I I root for the Phillies, um, but when they're not good, when they're losing ten to nothing or something, <laughs> I I I like some some White Sox actually. Oh, cool! I was 
looking at them before this year started, and I saw they were finally putting it all together. They had made a big trade uh, in the offseason, and I think they're going to be a really great team this year. Yeah. Well, they are so far. I had a show a couple uh, nights ago when we did a, 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 um, a first-quarter report card on the White Sox. So the White Sox are having having a pretty good season. So uh, they're going to be fun to watch the White Sox, I think, for a couple of years now. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk about Stratomatic, right? So your dad got you in the Stratomatic, huh? Yeah, he did in 2017. I believe it was for Christmas, actually. Oh, that's a great Christmas we got, present. We got the most recent set, which was 2016. And okay. I opened the card. I'm eager to play for the Phillies. And then I see they're a really poor team. They were right. not great that year. But right. it's always fun to play with teams that you know, that you really like. And even if they're not great, it's still fun to play. Yeah, it is still fun to play. So you got the game. So how old were you, how old were you then when you got the game? Uh, it was three years ago, so I must have been four years ago, actually. So eight or nine, I think. Wow, okay. Okay, so then you had, so you were playing uh, with your dad, or did you play with your buddies, your friends, or... What do you, how did that, or your, your sister? I was, yeah, always playing with my dad. My sister didn't get really into it until recently. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time with my dad. All right, that's great. So, and, uh, and I think he already, he already talked about some of the, some of the games that you had and stuff. And you were playing the, the basic game, right? And you were playing the board game when you started. Yeah, we were playing just the basic game and with the the board and the dice and the cards. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, so what are some of um, like some of like some of this? Did you pick up a lot of the strategy? Did you have your own strategies like when you were playing the game, or do you, or were you kind of trying to assimilate what maybe the Phillies were doing on the field, or did you switch it up? Did you change the lineup around, or did you kind of keep it the same when you were playing? Yeah, uh, when I was. First, getting into the game, I really switched the lineup around. Uh, I didn't care about defense at all. I just wanted my big bats. I wanted, like, maybe a guy's a poor fielder, but he hit 260 as opposed to someone with 220. Right. Sure, you're in the lineup. Yeah. But now I don't do that anymore. I value defense more. Uh, if someone's not hitting as well as someone else, it's okay. The other guys will pick him up. And yeah, now I have a more a more balanced approach to right. the game, yeah, for trying to find the perfect uh, balance between good fielding and good hitting. Right, right. So you so are you still playing that same league, or, or did you move on to different cards as when you then when when you first started? Uh, yeah, we've moved on to different cards uh, since then. My first set that I played with was 2016. And since right. then, I've gotten 1980, 2008, and just recently, 1964. Right, right, right. Is there another league? Is there a next, another year that you're interested in playing? Uh, not at the moment. I don't think so. Yeah. I think, I think I've got the, the four different eras of baseball, you could say. Right. That I'm really interested in. For that, I don't really know much about baseball. It's kind of obscure, obscure to me. Right. So you like playing the the current the current teams. Well, I love I like playing with the current teams because that, I know but, who everyone is. Right. So now but, you're playing in '64. So those guys you didn't know, but now I guess as you go on, though, you're learning a lot more about what was going on in 19. You probably know a little bit more. I mean, you know a lot more about baseball in 1964 probably than anybody your age, right? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> It's fun to look back at the cards, and now you see, oh, this guy's a Hall of Famer now. Right. And uh, this guy had a great year, but his career kind of fizzled out after this year. Yep. And, oh, this guy's just breaking in the major leagues. He'll be great someday. And it's really fun to look at these past cards and see how these guys have done in the future. Right. Did anybody surprise you in 1964 that you said, wow, I never heard of this guy, and this guy is really good? So, a guy who I just learned about recently, uh, I was playing with the 1964 Yankees, and I saw Joe Peptone, who I had never heard of before, and right. he's, he was their starting first baseman, 
and he had a lot of power. He might have been second or third on the team in home runs behind yep. Maris and Mantle, the big two they had. Right, right. And it really stuck out to me because I had never heard of him before for some reason. He had never caught my eye. And I looked at his card, and he was a pretty good ball player that year. He was. Yes, he was. And uh, kind of like towards, you know, he he kind of fizzled out a little bit there. He had a lot of promise, uh, kind of a flamboyant guy from what I remember, first baseman. You probably know this. I may have forgot this. Wasn't he a lefty? He was a left-hander, yes. Right, okay. At least my memory still serves me there. Anybody else you can think of besides Pepitone? Well, I didn't play with these players but my father did. Uh, he was the Cardinals. We were doing a World Series play, and mm-hmm. that was when I first saw Kurt Flood, the oh. Cardinals center fielder. Yep. And I had maybe I've heard of him once or twice. And I know the other guys like um, Dubrock and yep. Ken Boyer. Right. But Kurt Flood, I've I've never heard of before. And just like Pepitone, he had a a really great year that yeah. year, yeah. and yeah, he's very interesting, very interesting he ball is. player. Yeah, and he made a pretty good outfield pairing there with Lou Brock, who at one time was the all-time stolen base uh, champion up until when Ricky Henderson passed him. So the Cardinals are a fun team; were a fun team to play back then, you know. And I think Bob Gibson was probably on the mound, if I, right in '64. I'm thinking, yep, probably too. So that's awesome. What what's the best part of Stratomatic? If I were to say to you, okay, what do you like the most about Stratomatic? The part of Stratomatic that I like the most is not actually the game with rolling the dice and seeing what happens. It's setting the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, who makes the team? Who doesn't? Do I want to start this guy? Do I want to put him on the bench? Do I save him? And there's all sorts of advantages and drawbacks to putting people in, taking people out. And it's the real, the thinking part of the game. Right. So that's what I really like about this game. Right. It's free game. That's right. A lot, of, a lot of strategy. The same strategy in baseball is the same strategy in Stratomatic, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. there's the, like I said, uh, advantages and drawbacks of putting someone in. Yeah, that's a big one. And your dad mentioned that you like, the, like doing the stats. Yeah, I really love looking at statistics, and it's great to see, like, at the bottom of the card, you see what the player did that year, how, how they were, and from there you can tell, do they deserve a start? Do they deserve to make the roster, or do they not? Right. That's right. And uh, now when you play Stratomatic, do you, do you like, ad-lib on your own, or there's some things that you like doing that maybe they weren't doing in that particular year? i like... Because we talked about, like, you know, if you're playing the 2016, you're probably using a lot more bullpen guys. But if you're playing the 1964 team, you're probably not. Did you try to stay, stay? I'll call it, did you try to stay in the lane of the year? Or did you did you kind of go with, you know, however you felt like managing? Well, I I try to do that, but sometimes, sometimes I slip up um, and try and do that. Like, often I will leave in my starter too long like if they're in a pinch I will, i'll leave them in saying he he's got this he, he can power through then they don't uh they don't make it through and i have to bring in a reliever and i look foolish right but yeah i try to keep it in the way that the year was played like 1964 we'll have our starters go longer in games and in 2016 we might um take people out earlier, use more bullpen guys. So, yeah, I like to keep it in really the way of the managers of the time right. use their team. Right, and you would think if you do that, that's probably a good way to increase the chances of winning. Stay stay in the lane of you know the year that you're in. Um, what are some of, um, what are some of um, your best moments, like some of your favorite, favorite games or favorite moments in Stratomatic? Your dad mentioned the no-hitter. Did you have a no-hitter yourself? I have never had a no-hitter. Well, I mean, you're young. Yeah, well, I'm young. <laughs> you got well, time. I think I came close once. I took one maybe in the seventh or eighth. I don't remember who it was, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they didn't finish it off. But um, I think my favorite memory 
of playing this game was it was I think it was a nineteen eighty team. It was the nineteen eighty Houston Astros against the Philadelphia Phillies. And we were in the bottom of the ninth inning. Which team were you? Five. I was the Astros. Okay. And it was the bottom of the ninth inning and down by uh four or five, I think. And then um uh I the pitcher spot comes up, so I bring in a pinch hitter and by this time we have uh made the lead Philly's lead smaller and there are runners on second and third we're only down by one run and mm-hmm. this guy hits a double off the bench pinch hitting for the pitcher and we win the game wow so that was a real great moment of mine he was hitting the guy was hitting 220 all season he came out clutch wow wow that's awesome so that was uh, so you were down five runs in that inning and came back and won. Yeah, we came back and won. Yeah, I think they played in the playoffs that year too, the Phillies in in Houston. If I got the year right. Yes, they did. They yeah. were. Yeah, and I think Nolan Ryan was on that Houston team. He was, yeah. Right, and maybe I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to jog my memory here. Maybe even J.R. Richard. Yeah, I, I love J.R. Richard. Yeah. And my dad saying, "No, you can't use J.R. Richard. He only pitched half the season." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had this untold. We, our rule was when we were playing these games is that you couldn't use a pitcher had to rest three innings for every one inning he pitched. So that was sort of like our house rule, and that kind of kept everybody a little on. You know, kept everybody cool with that about you know not overusing certain guys or playing certain guys, but um. So have you? So do you primarily play the basic or the advanced version or a super advanced? So more recently, of course, I started with the basic. Yeah. But more recently, I, me and my dad, we've moved into the advanced realm, and I think, like you said, it's a much richer game because you have to see mm-hmm. how does batter does against right-handers and left-handers. Like, right. There are some left-handed batters who can hit righties fine, but against the lefty, they're pretty much hopeless. That's and right. That really helps with the think, thinking part of the game. Like, I think, do I platoon this guy? Do I leave him in and hope for the best because he has good defense or something like that? So it really adds to the thinking part of the game. Right. Do you also play with, like, the ballpark effects and all that stuff, the weather effects? Uh, Ballpark effects, weather effects, uh... We don't really do those. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe we should start doing that. I've thought about that in the past, but we've left them out. I'm sure they'll, they'll add another layer of depth to the game. Right, but, yeah, right. we we play without them. Right. Usually. Now, it takes a little bit longer, right, when you're playing the advanced game? Yeah, it takes a little bit longer, and, um, yeah, there's, of course, there's more room for error, like, uh, you might look on the wrong wrong side of the card or right. result. Right. But uh, it's re- still, I find it to be, I think it's better than the just the basic game because yeah. it's deeper. It's um, more realistic, I suppose. More realistic, yeah. Right. Right. It takes a little bit longer. I think, you know, and obviously I think, well, Stratomatic's been pretty good at this. So, certain years they just offer in basic anyway, so... Sometimes you're just stuck playing basic because they don't, you know, there's some some seasons I think, well, maybe you have to buy the whole set, but if you're just looking for individual teams, sometimes it can be difficult. But I know um, it's just great playing like different year, a different year team versus a different year team. Like I had, um, this was brutal. I was the 86 Mets who won the World Series and I was playing a friend of mine. He was the 78 Yankees who won the World Series back then and, and, and that was tough, but I ended up winning because I had the pitching. The Mets had the pitching that year, and they ended up winning. And I got lucky with a couple home runs by Strawberry, Daryl Strawberry. So I was lucky enough. But that, so that's good too. If you if you if you play like that a little bit there too. And I know, then you have the super advanced. And at some point, you know, it's it, it can just take longer. And I think when you're playing solitaire, maybe that you know it's by yourself or something. The best way to play it is just the basic version, because that way you you know if you're if you're playing advanced version then it's hard to manage both teams because you're making, you're thinking, you know, you're thinking 
for both sides and it becomes somewhat difficult. As they would say in the law, there's a little bit of a conflict of interest there, but um, it's always fun and uh, just great. So you, you feel like you're just going to be continuing playing this like for over the years like your dad has? Yeah, I think it'll some. this will be something that as I get older, it might even get more fun because right. I'm more into the math, more into the really granular parts of the game. And we haven't done super advanced yet. We thought it would be too much to jump from basic to all the way to super advanced. So we've just been doing advanced game. Right. I was in but a... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe someday we'll jump into the realm of super advanced and try that out. Right. Well, there's a whole community out there that loves Stratomatic, and it took me a long time to realize that. I thought I was the only one playing this crazy game, but I ended up being in a league for like 10 years. So there are leagues out there, and there was a fella who was, just, who was an amazing guy. He ran this league. There was 10 of us, and we were in the Stratomatic League, and he had all the stats. He had a whole room in his house where he kept all the stats for every game. He put a newsletter out uh, each week to talk about how the teams are doing, he was, you know, he was uh, sort of like the commissioner too when it came to trades. It was so much fun. So, if you ever have the urge, uh, you know, or the time, I know you got a lot of things going at it, going on as a young kid. But there are stratomatic leagues out there that you could probably share with your dad, and they're they're a lot of fun. I'm sure they are. Yeah. But I've got a stratomatic league right here in my basement with my dad. That's right. That's right. So that's the that's the best league you got going. Yep. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to tell us about Stratomatic? Did I miss anything? No, I think we covered <laughs> everything. Man, it's been great having you on, buddy. You're a, a, I can tell you're a real intelligent kid, and I wish you the best. And I hope the baseball, I hope you, your team wins, you, whatever division you're in. I hope you guys do well. Thank you. All right. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So uh, great talking to Buddy. You guys have really... Um, Really, really, we're great, great talking uh, Stratomatic Baseball. Yeah, it's been great. It. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for having us. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. And uh, we'll have to have you come back on, Mike. I think me and you could talk baseball again. Well, I'm, I'm sure we could talk all, a couple of Jersey boys talking about, uh, you know, That's 80s right. and 70s and 90s baseball. That's right. I'll, I'll come up with a theme and we'll talk later after that. But uh, it's time to close up shop here on the Fan Man Podcast. And it was just great having both of you guys on. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on and spending a, a summer night here talking about uh, Stratomatic. Our pleasure. All right. Mike and Buddy, uh, have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. Thank you for listening to the Fan Man again. Check out our Fan Man Twitter page at the underscore fan underscore man underscore and tell me what you think. Thank you.